Empire. Neil back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, guys? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother Noel. First and foremost, we want to thank Hiko Sticks for sponsoring the show. Hiko Sticks is a great hand eye coordination tool and is featured in the latest Sports Illustrated and how it has helped Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson to get better over the offseason. You guys should check that out. It's spelled H-E-C-O-S-T-I-X. Go to hecosticks.com to see all the videos and testimonials on the product. When you get there, use our promo code BeltwayBros, all one word, no space, at checkout to receive 10% off your entire order. Again, that promo code is BeltwayBros. Noel, how's everything? How's your week going? Feeling yeah, better? yeah, no, it's getting better and better. Solid and solid as the week goes on. And, Sweet. You know, we'll see how it is after this show, though. Ugh. <laughs> I'm a little concerned about the Dan's Last Stand remix here. <laughs> Dan's Last Stand dings. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't yell at me, for the love uh, of God. Oh, I can't promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get through this real quick. We have an Instagram page, Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. We're also on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod. We also have a Facebook group, so search groups and type in our name, Beltway Sports Bros. Also, check out EmpireMedia.com. We're on there, and you can see all of the other networks' podcasts as well. One last thing. Obviously, you're listening to this show right now. While you're here, hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode going forward. All right. Did something happen this week or Wednesday? I don't know. Something on paper. I don't eh, know. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just do a top five and call it a day. <laughs> That's what everybody's here for anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, unfortunately, we had a really good one this week, but there's just too much going on right now. We're going to table the top five, and I I was really sad about it, honestly. This time, I was sad about it. I know you were. I was surprised. You know, usually I have to force it in there and wedge it, and, you know, that's my little baby, but... Yeah, you were surprisingly disappointed, but, you know, there's bigger fish to fry right now. I didn't even have to fight you on it. You were just like, we can't do a top five. I was like, oh, we see some growth in old Noel here. It's good to see. Teaching old dogs some new tricks. Maybe I'm becoming too mainstream, I guess. Uh, I'm a company man now. Well, maybe after this, we'll really see you as a company man. (laughs) Let's check this one out. Anyway, I'm sure you guys have heard another Washington Post article came out on Wednesday with new information regarding the shit show that is or was whatever your viewpoint is of this Washington football team. So much like the last Post article, this was a really, really long article. And um, we're going to point out some highlights or in, I guess, lowlights, whatever way you want to look at it. But and kind of the Cliff's Notes version, just to make it a little easier to digest. But um, in the article... There were 25 more cases of women coming forward accusing sexual harassment, among other things. That's in addition to the 15 from the previous article. Uh, I wanted to preface this conversation. What we're going to talk about are allegations. There's a lot of hearsay in this article. No one has been found guilty of anything. 
these are our opinions on the topic, and if they are true or not, we need to discuss it because it's kind of what we do. I hear you on that. Yeah. Well, buckle up. Let's start. Let's do this thing. <laughs> Golly day. Hey, one thing I was actually surprised about, we didn't hear any buckle ups from the local DC media this time. No, no. There was no um, Roman Coliseum wasn't <laughs> out or anything like that. So yeah. it's good for them. They actually kept their mouth shut and let the Washington Post do their thing. And I'm sure they heard something. They were like, fuck, we can't go through this again. Right, right. Smart on them. Great job, yeah. guys. But um, most of you are aware of this. But since the first article, the team hired Julie Donaldson as senior VP of media to replace Larry Michael. Jason Wright was also hired recently as the team president on the business side. Uh, Beth Wilkinson was hired to lead an internal investigation and obviously head coach Ron Rivera was there prior to this. So we're going to kind of go through this article bit by bit, a shortened version so you understand it, and then we'll give you our opinions on those portions. Sad to say, but Noel and I are getting old and we've been looking for ways to sharpen our hand-eye coordination reaction speed, but also like to throw something around outside with our kids once in a while. Then we found this product, Hiko Sticks. Hiko Sticks has three prongs, three colors, throw it, call the color, and catch the color. Simple, right? It's way harder than it looks, and there are so many ways to increase the difficulty that challenges even the best athletes. For example, Odell Beckham, Alvin Kamara, Joe Burrow, just to name a few. They use it to take their training to the next level. So Hiko Sticks is the winner of the Men's Health Award. Even though it's already being used across all major pro sports and college programs, doesn't mean it's just for the elite. It also has the national standard for K-12 through physical education curriculum. With so many shutdowns and gyms closing, Hiko Sticks is the perfect tool to add to your home workout. Or you can just make it a fun competition with your family, you know, while you're sitting at home. You can go to HikoSticks.com for more details. When you order, don't forget to use our promo code, BeltwayBros, and get 10% off your entire order. Catch Hiko Sticks today. So the first part we're going to talk about is led by fear. There are dozens of employees that learned of several unwritten rules when it came to Dan Snyder as a boss. This is directly from the article. So number one, always call the owner, Mr. Snyder or sir, never Dan. I kind of knew that. Even Rivera calls him Mr. Snyder. It's friggin' embarrassing. The next one is never look into his eyes. Number three, if he comes walking your way, turn around and head in the other direction. <laughs> this guy. Um, again... All from the article. And then three former executive assistants to Snyder had a list of protocols they needed to follow. Number one, don't speak too loudly. Never eat in front of him. Don't go to the bathroom unless another assistant is available to cover the phones. Eh, I mean, I don't hate that one. Don't take a lunch break, but if you must eat at your desk, make sure the food doesn't smell. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to smell fish at a desk. No, I mean, that's the worst. That's the worst. People were like microwavable freaking fillets or whatever. Like like, uh, like tilapia. Yeah. Give me a break. Who the hell wants that shit at the office? Yeah. So, and then uh, the the fifth one is uh, clean the owner's desk each morning, ensuring that his calendar and daily kitchen menu are in the proper locations. And the really good one here is that his paper clips all face the same direction. So this portion went on as the team worked with a staffing agency to fill their positions with Susan Miller, who was essentially a liaison who sent them candidates. Miller was quoted as saying, he denigrated people. He treated women like servants, Miller recalled, and she got a phone call from Snyder's executive assistant informing her Snyder had fired a woman Miller had referred there because he thought she looked, quote, frumpy or dowdy. Miller said that, quote, he just passed her in the hall and then just said, get rid of her. So that's the first part. So what is your reaction to that? Oh, my gosh. The guy's a nut job. 
all right, he's an asshole. He's the CEO of a company, the president of a company, owner of a company. These guys, you can go down the list. Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Robert Kraft. All these guys have these weird quirks and nuts. And po absolute power corrupts absolutely. These guys walk down the hall. What's he? You can't look into his eyes. What is he, fucking Medusa? <laughs> like, all right. And the paperclips thing might have OCD, whatever it is. I can get past all that. If he's a complete dick to every employee that walks by, that's a problem. According to people, he's an asshole to everybody, not just quote-unquote women. Well, except Matthew McConaughey. Except Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> yes. But he's not an employee. He's a friend. Oh, yeah. And a Washington football team fan. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big time. Now, getting to another breakdown of what you said, I can kind of get past the smelly fish, the OCD behavior and all that. He's just a crazy person and likes things done the way he likes them. Whatever. Fine. The issue with Susan Miller is the big one for me. I'm starting to find holes in this whole thing, and I think this is going to be a trend throughout the article, and I don't know if anybody noticed. I read this thing two times straight, and I found holes in this thing that it seems like the Washington Post enhanced certain aspects and certain quotes for dramatic effect. I almost treat it like a movie where it has the true story disclaimer that says, based on actual events with some dramatic effect. For example, this whole thing with Suzanne Miller, the dowdy. Does anybody know what dowdy means? <laughs> I mean, what is this? Fucking some lord of an estate on Downton Abbey? <laughs> I mean, give me a fucking break, man. Do you really think that Daniel Snyder ever said the word quote-unquote dowdy? Who the fuck uses that besides like some freaking designer or a person from freaking 1834? Longshanks. Yeah, what is this? Freaking Braveheart? For anybody, and I, I, I'm sorry, I think I'm pretty prevalent in the English language. I had no fucking clue what dowdy meant. I kind of pertained it to the frumpy part. But dowdy means unfashionable without style and appearance. Typically mm -hmm. used of a woman. Again, I'm going to preface this by saying, do you all believe, and you can have your own opinion on this, do you believe that the word dowdy came out of Daniel Snyder's mouth? Well, it could be one of those things where you don't forget it. She probably was like, what the fuck does dowdy no, mean? No, <laughs> I don't believe that at all. I believe that the Washington Post, and they did this in the previous article, and they've done this not just about Snyder or the Washington football team or whatever it is. They create these sometimes points of emphasis to create realism that holy shit this guy used dowdy it's gotta be real no nobody since the 19th fucking century has used that word okay <laughs> so that just bothered me and i'm not trying to belittle the whole thing it's just funny to me that these type of things i'm like dowdy what the hell is that anyway that's just my take on that well you know one thing that we did talk about before or one thing that i kind of found interesting was how does Susan Miller know exactly what he said? He said he just passed her in the hall and just said, get rid of her. She's a recruiter. Right. I'm in staffing and I know that I've staffed people and I've never met a CEO of a company before. I've met people that are under them and things, right. but I wouldn't know that kind of conversation. That's definitely hearsay. Yeah. And you can't take that as gospel. So, And I was saying to you as well, you've hired for Bank of America or the CEO. Would you, would you pass the CEO of Bank America in the hallway to the point that he has comfortable enough with you, you're just a recruiter, that you're passing him in the hallway and he says, fire ass. I mean, come on. I took it as that she heard that from somebody because right. she heard that from the executive assistant. So, you know, who knows? And obviously these executive assistants are not very happy with Dan Snyder, the way they're treated. Right. So those aren't exactly 
the best people to talk to anyway. Just like the last lady who's, you know, uh, what was her name? Who's getting sued? I mean, there's so many people in this, it's getting confusing. But she was an executive assistant as well. The one who put out that information to that Indian company, right? So I think there's a long list of executive assistants that don't really enjoy Dan Snyder's company. Right. And that's my point. Going back to it is that when I'm reading this, there are aspects of things that don't, the timelines, the quotes, the impressions don't always add up. This right. doesn't take away from the foundation of it that there was a bad atmosphere to work in. Oh, it's it sounded horrible. But when you start adding these aspects in, it diminishes it yeah. to me. But well, he's obviously a horrible person, though. He's a when nut it, job. He's a nightmare. And I, I'm, I can only imagine working in that environment on a day-to-day with that guy Matt, and with the, the people trend, around him. The trend is, and I told you this before, it, let's move forward to other aspects of the article, but I just want to get this out. When I'm reading this thing... I feel like the night before they actually posted this article on the Washington Post, it looks like they watched, if anybody hasn't seen it, Swimming with Sharks. Watch the movie. It's got, speaking of a sicko, it's got Kevin Spacey as the the horrible boss that's in it, but it literally looks like snippets of this was taken directly out of that movie, and they sat down writing this article while they were watching the movie. And if anybody doesn't feel like watching the whole movie, watch the equal sweet and low part of the movie he eviscerates this kid he's like an intern or whatever and crushes this kid's soul it's great it's great uh well in movie form in movie it's format, <laughs> yes all right well the indecent proposal portion of this article you can kind of laugh at snyder's weird quirks and him being a psychopath boss and all that kind of stuff but this is the part where the allegations start to become more serious so There was an event called Fight Night, which was a boxing-themed charity event back in 2004. There were over 2,000 of the richest men in the region attending this event. There were cheerleaders there, one of them being Tiffany Scourby. According to Miss Scourby, saw Dan Snyder attempt to get his childhood friend Tony Roberts, who performed LASIK eye surgery on Scourby a year before. Snyder said, quote, we have a hotel room. Why don't you and Tony go upstairs, get to know each other better, end quote. All right. So there was a a ton more to that, but I thought that that was something that we should kind of highlight there. You know, obviously this is concerning. You did a little little background check on some things and talked to some people. So what do you have exactly to talk about? You know that I do. Um, I I do know that you do. You got this in store here. (laughs) Just to give everybody a heads up. I'm not just a loud mouth. I do know people and um, Matt does as well. I spoke with a former cheerleader yesterday who requested not to be named because she is still employed with the organization. I've known her my whole life, and I take her at her word. And she was a Washington cheerleader in the mid-90s, and she became a sideline coach as well as an assistant director until about 2015. Uh, She still works with the organization today as a consultant. She's been with Washington for over 25 years. Uh, So I, I think she's been around a lot. She's been around the cheerleaders, she's been to all the promotions, and she's been to a ton of the events still to this day. And she's worked hand-in-hand with a lot of the alleged victims for well over a decade. So I just wanted to, again, preface with that and advise you, you can take this however you like. We're doing both sides here. And she's quoted as saying, I never, ever experienced any of the stuff written, nor did anyone ever come to me. Or did I hear any of that? You know me. And I would have smacked someone in the mouth. Also, if anyone had come to me about this, I would have done the same for them. Unquote. 
These are her words, and you can take them how you like. And that's what I wanted to start this with, is that you can have allegations, but you also have to go into it without pitchforks and torches and be able to be open-minded enough to see both angles. And that's all I wanted to do with that. I'm not taking a side with it. I just spoke with her, and that was her feeling on it. Yeah, and there's nobody better to talk to about than this person. Right. Obviously, we're not going to say her name, but maybe her situation, she never heard anything. But it is tough to believe that she never heard of anything. And I'm not saying that she's not telling you the truth at all. I'm just telling you because I, I would believe what she would say as well. You know her too. No, no, absolutely. So- It's a matter of that she's been with the company for 25 years and just by osmosis, by accident, at that point in time, you would have felt that there would have been something going on. And I'm not saying there wasn't some type of atmosphere. She's basing it off of some of the allegations that have been made in the article. When I was asking her, that's where that quote came from. Like I said, everybody can take that how they like. Well, you also have to consider people that are in these situations, they don't typically talk about them. I mean, I don't know what the percentages are, the people that are that are treated sexual harassment or rape and things like that. I'm not saying there's rape with this, but most women do not talk about these situations uh, well, because they're embarrassed. They don't, they don't want to lose their jobs. You know, there's a litany of things. So I, I know girls talk, of course, and so do guys, but at the same time, it's not something that is put out there. and I, I understand, but we're talking about 25 people here, Matt. We're no, not talking about one. We're not talking about two. We're talking about 25. And getting back to what you were talking about, about this indecent proposal portion of the article. Again, I am just going to give everybody a timeline, okay? And they can take it for whatever they want. This is just a timeline that I have compiled based on the information given and the information investigated. So I just want to give this to everyone first. So apparently Daniel Snyder at this forum, this cigar forum and fat cats drinking brandy and cigars, yells out for Tiffany. Okay, fine. Knows her name. Is she shocked by the fact that he knows her name? Right. Great. He knew her name. But I want to go down the timeline of this Tiffany for a moment. And and I'm not in any way, again, saying that she is lying. Again, these are allegations. But I want everybody to know this woman's timeline from 2003 to present. In 2003, I don't know if anybody knows, she had allegedly been sexually assaulted by Jeremy Piven. If nobody knows who Jeremy Piven is, he's Ari from Entourage. Mm -hmm. That was in 2003. She finally came out with that in 2017. Now, I'm not going to go over the graphic details of what happened in that hotel room that night, allegedly, but no charges were filed. She came out with that story 14 years later. By the way, Jeremy Pevin took a polygraph and passed it. And also, he was alleged to have assaulted multiple women. But he did take a polygraph on this and passed it. And she came out with this story 14 years later. Secondly, 2014, the incident with Snyder and his friend that occurred allegedly there were no other witnesses she went to her boyfriend and her employer at the time and informed them of what had occurred after the fact after that she didn't leave she stayed with the organization and became cheerleading captain in 2008 2009 she represented the washington football team at the pro bowl and by the way she became a sideline assistant along with the person that I had quoted previously. 
and is still working. Well, I don't know how much longer or where that is, but is still working with the company today. So she's been working with the Washington football team for almost 20 years, Matt. Right. And everybody can take that timeline for what they want, but I just wanted to throw that out there before we begin this pitchfork and torch situation. Yeah, that's fair. Again, you see this happen a lot when people polygraph or not. That's why it's not admissible in court is because polygraphs are not 100%. And if you're a guy who has done this quite a bit, you can probably get through it. That's an argument that I have. But also, the delay in her putting this information out is very normal. A lot of these women that are assaulted or, or whatever, they tend to wait it seems like because of, you know, they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to go through the the pain of it and, and that kind of thing. So, and you see that a lot. So I don't, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility that these things happened and she waited as long as she did. I, the timeline of it, but I no, do. No, I never, I never have said that about these situations. A lot of women do wait. They're in a tough situation at the time and they feel now comfortable in their own skin or whatever the case yeah. may be that they can come out with it. Right. I get that. All I'm saying is there's the timeline. People can take it for what they want. We're not talking about that she's in a bad relationship with someone and has been treated badly or in two completely different situations. She waited virtually 15 to 20 years before she said something. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely strange that she still works with the team and she moved up to cheerleading captain and did all these things, and and now it's the time to do it. Look, I mean, you can be a conspiracy theorist all you want and say that these owners, the minority owners, are maybe putting her up to it or, you know, whatever, put this stuff out immediately. But, and I'm not saying that's what you're saying. I'm just saying that it's the timing's odd as well. But I also think that these women are putting this out because they saw the first Washington Post article. And now that they're seeing that this is happening to other women, maybe makes them feel more comfortable to do so. If you're becoming the coach of an organization or things like that, if her duty, if she knew that these things were going on, when she became a coach and she saw these young girls coming in, not just for herself, but for them to knew that they were coming into such a toxic environment that all these things had happened to her, that she didn't want to happen to these kids that were coming in. For me, I have a daughter And if I knew that she had a coach that had been through something like this and she plays soccer and God willing, she goes to college and plays and she had a coach that went through the same shit or an assistant coach that went through this crap and it was a toxic atmosphere, I hope to God that that coach would have said, hey, look, find someplace else to go, man. You don't want to be here. Yeah. But another thing that I would like to say to that with these minority owners. Now, I've been to events and I'm low on the totem pole and I've been to some fun events at my jobs. Where the fuck are these guys during this shit? We've got FedEx CEOs, guys that are some of the top 1%. These guys don't go to any of these events. These They own 40% of the company. There are small stockholders that are able to go to these crazy events in the Caymans and all these locations. Where are they in all this? They want Snyder out more than anyone. Now, all of a sudden, the universe is in their shoes? Yeah, right. And they invite season ticket holders to things like Hell this yeah, they do. So. Where was Mr. FedEx then? You know why? Because he was doing the same shit. That's why. You think so? All right. No, that's a great question as well. Where are they? Why are they not a part of this? This is the way to put the final nail in the coffin if you want Snyder out. No, they would rather hire moles to go to India to do all this when they could just come out and say, yeah, man. I was there. I saw these women getting harassed by A, B, and C people. But right. they won't do that. And you know they were at the, these events too. 
at least one over a 20-year span? Come on. All right. The next portion of the article is something that's getting a ton of press right now is the executive meeting DVDs that were put together. So according to Brad Baker, who reported to the team's former lead broadcaster and senior VP, Larry Michael, in 2008, during a production meeting, Michael excused two female colleagues out of the meeting room and asked Baker to edit a DVD of the Washington cheerleaders when they were in photo shoots in the Caymans, where they would expose their private areas, which were not made for the video that they were shooting. This is a quote from Baker. Larry said something to the effect of, we have a special project that we need to get done for the owner today. He needs us to get the good bits of the -the behind-the-scenes video from the cheerleader shoot onto a DVD form, end quote. The Post was able to obtain a copy of a 2008 video and another video from 2010. Yeah, this is obviously concerning. This is a boys club environment, to say the least. There is no way that this would be acceptable in any normal football team or company or anything that taking out nude pictures and nude videos of your cheerleaders is a pretty despicable act. And if true, which again, this is an allegation, I just think that, um, you know, Larry Michael actually admitted some things that he did, but he did not admit this. He said this absolutely did not happen. And I was actually kind of surprised that Larry Michael was interviewed for this. Um, he kind of came out of his hole. And yeah. was kind of defending himself a little bit in this article. I-, I think because he felt like this one was just over the top that he had to do it. Yeah, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. No, Larry, no, no. I'm- it's absolutely a thing that an environment that you feel like you feel comfortable enough to say things to women that they do say. And I mean, I, I think that we've got enough women that have said the same things over and over again, that it obviously was a very rough environment to work in. I don't know how it is now, probably a lot better. But at the same time, if you have access to these videos, oh, I don't know if if Snyder was involved with it or it was specifically for Snyder, but that's what this guy Brad Baker's saying. And it's obviously concerning in so many ways. So they are just a you know a bunch of it's like a locker room in there and having one HR person that you go to it's just a disaster the whole thing I mean and it's been like this for far too long I can't believe it's gone on this long quite frankly if this one is true this is dis- I'll use the word despicable this is a place of business man yeah this shouldn't even be done in anything whether perverts put sh- you know video cameras in Target. And, you know, in changing rooms and things like that. What the fuck is wrong with you people? And here's, again, Matt, I believe these allegations to be potentially true. If they have these videos, I would love to, for at some point in time, for them to at least give a clip or something to verify all this. I'm sure you would. Oh, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) But here, again, is where I have an issue with the article. You have the information. You don't have to dramatize it. Who the fuck uses the good bits? Have you ever heard that term in your entire life? I I can't say I have. You know the only time you've ever heard that's a good bit? is like a comedy guy, like on, you know, doing a comic bit. Hey, dude, that was a good bit. Howard Stern says it all the time. Right, that was a good bit. Yeah. You don't use it, hey, Baker, get me the good bits. (laughs) What the fuck is this? What is he, freaking Uncle Pennybags from Monopoly? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sir with a monocle hey sir might you get me the good bits and, and a woman lifts her dress to show ankle like what is this sir might i get the good bits and this is what diminishes the article you have it you've got it you don't need to add this stupid shit in 
It doesn't give dramatic effect. It sounds like you're forcing the issue. It's there. And it's no different than what we looked about that shit before, like you talked about, with bringing up these outlandish allegations that diminish the reality of things. It makes people suspect. Really, Larry Michael said the good bits. I don't even know what... If I was Baker, I'd turn around like, Sir, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's just my take on it. Does not diminish the fact that if these allegations are real, it's bullshit, and shit needs to happen, and needs to be fixed. But... Write your shit better. Uh, Bezos, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, um, Snyder had a statement hours after this was released, and I'm sure he knew it was coming out. The NFL, I'm sure, knew it was coming out, so he had some stuff. And amazingly, Snyder comes out with a statement that is very Snyder-esque, really not taking any ownership of anything. Again, pretty typical Dan Snyder. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but one part that I found pretty interesting was that he said, I've admittedly been two hands off. Imagine that. <laughs> like, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Speaking of writing better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, I've admittedly been two hands off as an owner and allowed others to have day-to-day control to the detriment of our organization. Going forward, I'm going to be more involved and we have already made major changes in personnel, bringing in new leadership to drive cultural transformation on and off the field. We know that. But he believes that the Washington Post article is like a, quote, hit job, relying on unnamed sources and allegations that are largely 10 to 20 years old. We attempted to engage with the Washington Post, provide them with facts, but those facts clearly didn't align with their narrative. The former employees on their own record disputing any of the claims have yet to still appear in print. It's clear that there are other negative agendas at work in this reporting. So another part that I thought was ridiculous, we were disappointed that Ms. Scourby would speak to the newspaper, but never bring any of these allegations to management's attention, particularly since she's still part of organization as a volunteer with our cheerleaders. I want to unequivocally state that this has never happened. Ms. Scourby did not report this alleged incident to anyone at the team in 2004 in her eight years as a cheerleader or any time in the past 16 years. So my opinion on that is that if these are true and... Miss Gowerby did have these situations come up. Why would she ever feel comfortable doing so with the way that this company and this team has treated people, mainly women? Yeah, he can be disappointed, but he's created this environment that right. makes it unhealthy for to tell anybody. And they've also, in the article, people had gone to HR and it fell on deaf ears. The one guy in HR. Yeah. HR is supposed to be the middle ground that you can have a conversation with and you know, kind of like a priest and they're not supposed to judge you, but obviously they felt judged and they felt they couldn't even go to HR. If you can't go to HR, you can't go to anybody in a company. I think that's ridiculous, but also I don't disagree that it sounds like a hit job, but he doesn't have to say these things in a statement. He has to just accept and take ownership of what has happened. And, you know, even if he disagrees with them, he needs to be an adult already. How many fucking years is this guy going to pass the buck and not take ownership of anything and this is vintage snyder and it's old well i agree with you somebody needs to save this guy from himself and just write it suck it up regardless if you think it's complete bullshit or not you've hired the correct people in place you've already started to establish a foundation of moving forward doing shit the way it's supposed to be done write what you need to write say what you need to say and move on and he is one step forward three steps backwards always and again I can see aspects of this article that would get me fired up. Because even from my standpoint, which I basically know nothing, 
parts of this article bother me from the standpoint of the Washington organization. If we're going to establish proof here, we cannot establish based on hearsay and just name dropping. They said that there's a support chat room that they created because things got so bad. Let's see some of it. Those happen in the heat of the battle. Not 15 years later, not 20 years later. Things were so bad that these women decided to get together and created a support chat room. Okay? It's somewhere on somebody's computer. Where's the Washington Post investigating that? If these chat rooms were so grandiose and they were talking about these heinous behavior, there should be fucking print screens of that in the article. Well, Am I wrong? No. I mean, they, they can't have access to everything. I'm sure that's in, in the team's database. No. My point is, they decided to state that in the article is my point. Yeah. If you're going to establish cause, establish proof. No, I, I don't disagree with that. And maybe in the third article. We'll see. Maybe it's in the third article. Yeah, they're going to have 80 pages in the next one. It's yeah. going to take up the whole damn newspaper <laughs> next time. But I found it interesting how different the team's statement was. Yes. That's what Snyder should have been. I'm not going to read it, but they took ownership. They did what they were supposed to do. Thank God it seems like they have, at least for the time being, they've got the right people in place making those decisions. But it's a shame when the guy who's running the show acts like a child and and the way that he does. Completely understand. But like I said, and I'm not, I was just saying that I could see how certain aspects of things could fire somebody up. And But you don't write that. Exactly. And the point is, is that somebody needs to tackle this dude. He shouldn't even be near a pen. Or a computer at this point, especially that that Twitter account's gone the way of the dodo. That's for sure. <laughs> if you want to talk about the worst person to ever have a Twitter account, oh my I mean, God. this guy puts out statements like yeah. that he actually thinks about. Can you imagine if he just like whatever popped into his head, he's just going to put shit out? Cow. Yes, that would not be good. But and, it'd be entertaining, though. I think. <laughs> yeah, for a, for, a little, have, for a little while, we'd have a any, lot to talk about. Any authorities that go on Twitter for a long time gets tired. I think we're in the midst of it right now. Yeah, no kidding. But another portion of this, Roger Goodell, NFL commissioner, put this statement out on Wednesday. Basically, he is saying that they're going to do a private investigation. I think this is great. I think this is exactly what they should have done since the first article, not assume that Beth Wilkinson was going to handle that. I, I think it's great that they stepped in. It's If you have a person like this, Snyder, I mean, doing an internal investigation who's obviously a psychopath... It's like a, a police officer killing somebody and then his own unit doing the investigation. And that's what a lot of these problems occur from because it's a conflict of interest. You can't believe what comes out sure. in the investigation. You know, nine times out of 10, the officer's not found guilty. So right. if you have an outside source, I think that'll make people feel a lot better. And shit, who the hell knows what'll be uncovered at that point? Maybe nothing. Maybe something insane. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's a win-win on both sides. Just allow the NFL to take care of everything. And then you're completely transparent. They said, hey, look, man, they hired the dude. Yeah. What do you want from me? I opened up my books. I opened up my computers to this guy. This is what the NFL said. The criteria needs to be met from them by by John Doe. I know that they hired Beth Wilkinson. She's a woman, so you know, let's hire her because that's minorities, right. women. Let's do all that. Yeah, yeah. But um, like I said, an obvious conflict of interest. She's getting paid by Snyder. So regardless of that, to me, without an external investigation, you you're looking at, hey, here you go, Dan. Here's what I've come up with. By them doing this, they're saving him from himself because even if it is a legitimate investigation. He's always going to be questioned about it. Well, look, at the end of the day, what investigation are we doing? That's the real question that needs to be asked. All this stuff is past. But what are we investigating? Allegedly, it's not happening now. Everybody's gone. The Santoses of the world are gone. 
the only guy left is the owner. They've hired in um, Rivera. They've hired in Wright. They've hired in Donaldson. They've tried to put the right pieces in place. So what are we investigating from shit that happened from 2000? Glass houses, Matthew. Glass houses. Okay? So if we're going to go back to things that happened three decades ago, 20 years ago, whatever it is, what are we investigating here? The organization has already admittedly been in shambles. They're trying to rebuild that. It's the phoenix coming from the ashes. So we are investigating the ashes? Well, that is true, but Snyder is still the head of the snake. And he's still putting out, as early as Wednesday, shitty statements regarding that he did nothing wrong, essentially. So shit rolls downhill, if that's the right term. There is no other shit on the hill. He is the shit. Yeah, I understand that. But okay, so what is your determination based on this article? Like we And we've argued this before. The objective here is on this investigation and whomever has all of a sudden decided to start writing these articles and the minority owners and everything else. What is the objective of this investigation? That was my question. It is to get Snyder out, right? Nobody will be happy with this. It doesn't matter what the fuck comes out at this point. No one will be happy if Daniel Snyder is still continues to be the owner. They could put fucking Mother Teresa as the HR person at this point. And it wouldn't make a difference. He's done in people's eyes. It doesn't matter. So this investigation is just to churn up shit for decades upon decades and turn over every leaf that happened from 1999 to present. Well, understood. If he's at fault of anything here, and if they uncover things that he was involved in, then yes, he is the last man standing. Sure. But he should face the music on that. And also another portion of this is, this is eerily similar to when Brian LaFamina was hired. The NFL pushed him on Snyder and said, he's going to be your new VP of business operations. I think this should be a good idea. The guy didn't make it through the year. He put this thing together, the five dysfunctions of a team to the front office managers, probably laughed at (laughs) this poor guy. He learned of the insanely negative environment that was going on. He brought in a sexual harassment consultant from New York uh, to lead the workplace training. I think at the end of the day, what got him fired was Snyder saw the revenue loss in the first quarter because he had that long-term goal of short-term loss, long-term gain. God forbid Snyder thinks long-term in any way, but that's what got him fired was at the end of the day was the money. But what I found really interesting was that 40 employees quit when La Famina was fired. 40. So there had to be something wrong. And now we've got the exact same situation with Wright, who was also pushed on then by the NFL. What the hell is going to change? The guy hasn't evolved at all. He's just gotten quieter, if anything. And when he's responding to these allegations like a child, like a two-year-old, I see changes. I, I see him hire women and minorities and this and that to look you know, like he's seen the light. The fact is, the guy's still a bad person. And you can't change who you are. And whoever you surround yourself with, that's fine. But he is the constant. And when you don't let people do their jobs properly, you're going to be in the, in the exact same situation you were before. Once the dust settles, oh, well, look, we've made changes. We've done this. He's not going to fire right this year because he would be vilified for it like he did with La Femina. There's no way he'd be able to do that because of what's been happening. However, we've always seen once kind of things settle down, shit goes back to normal. And that's my concern because he is who he is. And Snyder is going to do what he does and that's fuck shit up. Well, I think that with the La Famina thing, the only difference is, is that Jason Wright and Julie Donaldson and probably Rivera on top of that too, when he got hired on, didn't come in completely blind and just jump in the deep end. La Famina came in and was like, holy shit, what did I get on here? And he tried to fight an uphill battle. 
These guys are coming in after the bomb's already gone off. They knew what they were getting into. And I'm sure when they sat down at the table, Daniel Snyder was a little bit more squeamish than he was when he brought in La Famina, which was a bottom line thing. When these people were hired on, they had the upper hand when they sat at the negotiation table and said, look, this place is a fucking dumpster fire right now. If I'm coming into this shit, and I can only imagine when Jason Wright was hired on, when the NFL said, hey man, we need your help on this. Go, can you go to this shithole and fix it? And yeah. he said, yeah, well, A, B, and C is going to need to be in place before I even think about even looking this guy in the face. And he sat down. I can just see when he sat down with Rivera and when he sat down with Wright, especially, and said, look, it's in your hands. And you say, the damn well better be. Because the moment you start going back to you, I'm out. Yeah. And I can tell they had more hand than La Famina did. This is a, a one strike and you're done with everybody's policy with Snyder at this point. And yeah, this stupid statement that he came out with doesn't help matters because it shows that you said, he's a kid. The guy just shut the fuck up, man. But I don't believe that it's the same type of thing with the La Famina thing because they knew what they were getting into and they had negotiating power. Well, let's hope so. Final thing, Noel, here. Do you think that this is the final nail in Snyder's coffin? No. I don't. I think that, and you know that I don't. I know. I think that <laughs> this guy has not. This guy has nine lives, and I don't want people to think that I'm in love with this dude. I've said before. I think that he's a piece, but he's the owner of an organization, and you can go down timelines. And we've talked about the uh, Bezoses of the world. They're all scumbags, guys. And the problem that I have with this, and I've said before, I have a mother, I have a wife, I have a 15-year-old daughter, and I don't want this type of shit on any woman. But let's just see things for what they are and try to go into this without blinders on, on one side or the other. I think that Snyder, if he's doing things and put the right people in place, he just needs to stay home or get on his yacht and shut the hell up and just be an owner from afar, buy an island somewhere wow. and just live it out and let the powers that be and the people that he put in place establish themselves and he just needs to be that. But no, I don't think he's going anywhere, Matt. Well, that would be very nice. However, in his statement, he said he's going to be more hands-on than he already was. So, <laughs> I know. No, well, I don't think this is the final nail in the coffin. This is not it for Snyder, much to my dismay. But I was listening to Bram's show. I'm not going to steal it. I'm not going to act like it's my idea, but it was a great point. Why would the NFL be involved with bringing in Jason Wright if they were planning on getting rid of Snyder? They knew about this article was coming out. Right. And they probably gave him an ultimatum, said, look, you need to get this shit together or else we're going to start voting on this, you know? So I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing that Snyder is going to be more hands-on and more involved. It's concerning because that's what he was before. And maybe he's not referring to the football side, God forbid. Let's hope that's not the case. But yeah, I, I don't think this is it for him. And I think that he's probably got one strike left and it could come with that external investigation. And we will see. And that may be the final nail, but I don't think this is. Yeah, we'll see. I just hope that whatever people are there, like I've said, write this ship. I'm embarrassed. No kidding, And I'm man. tired of talking about this stuff. I want everybody to feel closure on this whole thing, whether you're on one side or the other side. And let's just move forward. And let's start watching some football again. Um, it's in a few weeks. And next time I talk about Washington, I want to talk about them beating the shit out of the Eagles, which is another fantasy. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just, uh, I'm over it, man. And I hope that we can just move forward. I really do, because I think everybody feels that way at this point. Yeah, man, it's just exhausting to be a fan of this team. I don't know what to say anymore. 
I really don't. They just are an embarrassment. They dropped the name. I was kind of embarrassed because of the name before, but now this is on a whole other level, you know? Oh, God, yeah. Th- that's not even a thought anymore. I mean, hell, th- I guess m- they might have kept the name if this had come out first. Yeah, right? This is such so much bigger news. Yeah, I, uh, shit. Uh, God damn it. Anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, we're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook page. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys have a good weekend.